Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 940. January 13th. I wasn't anticipating doing this podcast, but here we are. Wow. What a change over the last 12 hours. So we're, uh, it's a little bit late in the morning here at 940. I got to do a quick bud walk and move on. But, uh, <clears throat> we had quite the experience yesterday. Let me see if I could make sure I do this okay. What are we doing here? Yeah. So I got to get Bud's leash on. We got... Uh, Bud, we're going to try to do a shorter walk today. But yeah, I know you've been missing the walk, so... You missed last night's walk, so... The uh, big news is we had a surprise wedding last night. Wow, that's a surprise wedding. How about that? So, uh, that's something to podcast about. So, uh, some controversy in the family. It's, uh, it's all good, right? So, this, is, this should be an intriguing, intriguing podcast. I have no idea what I'm going to title it, but it has something to do with a, a wedding. So, <laughs> this is the Walkin' Bud podcast. The Arizona Schnoodle. Here we are, walking down the street. And it's uh, Sunday morning, January 13th. 2019. What a year it's starting out to be. So we have an older son and he's uh, you know, on his own for a few years and uh, been dating a woman and for a couple years. And uh, yeah, everybody is special and amazing to, uh, to God and we have our journeys. So, you know, we thought... Uh, that there would be some kind of wedding um, next year, this year, later this year, maybe like October. But uh, we went for family pictures. We were told, hey, come on out for family pictures to a park. And uh, it wasn't just family pictures. It was actually a wedding ceremony. So my son got married last night. (laughs) And I chuckled just because I had no idea, right? I had no idea this was happening other than I kind of thought it would happen in the future, but I had no idea it would be January 12th. So there you go. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting experience because my wife is kind of, she was happy, but also now like thinks back on it. It's like not exactly the way she would want things to be. So there's that, that tension between like, I wanted something to be this way, and it's not. And she's judging herself, feeling like she's a failure, she messed up. Oh, there's a loud airplane, man. Come on, dude. Get rid of these old piston engines. They make too much noise, don't they? And they're cheap. And uh, Oh, it's a helicopter. Let's see what we got. All right. My bad. Maybe that's a little Rolls-Royce engine. Sounds much better at this point than uh, coming at me. It's rather high-pitched. So the sun's out, and yeah, it's a little bit streaky cloudy. And there's like a, it's a bit humid. It rained last night, so there's like, I bet you the humidity's up around 85, 87%. And we got clouds in the valley, so to speak. It's not a, a valley like a green valley. It's a desert valley. It's a 
We got about 800 foot tall rocks, dirt, no trees, just cactus out there. And the, uh, the moisture cloud, water vapor is in the valley. And it looks kind of cool. So back to the wedding. Okay, bud, let's go. So we go to a park and there's a wedding. So all right, whatever. There, these are 26 year olds or whatever, 25, 26. It's the new thing. So are we gonna be judgmental? I mean, this is what it comes down to. Am I gonna be an angry, an angry father? That's not the way it's done, people. This is wrong. <laughs> I, am, I am so not into judging and, and saying the way it is. And in many ways, it's kind of like freeing. It's like so funny. I took, so th they, they, did, they did this all on their own and prepared it. And you'd think like, well, what, what kind of preparation is this? They just kind of threw it together. But they actually had to get <clears throat> the brother of the bride applied for some kind of or ordination, <laughs> some clergy. So there's some internet scam, I guess you would say, that you can get a universal church or something, life universal church clergy card. So he filled out whatever he had to fill out. So he's official minister now. And that, that was just January 7th of this year. So we have a an ordained, I don't know what you call it, ordained minister, but whatever, it checks the box, right? So here, here this guy, the brother goes off and gets this. And this has probably happened before, I suppose. It's like, but it's unique to me. It's new to me. I never, obviously I never experienced this. So he's got a little credit card looking thing that has his credentials on it. And it was interesting that it was, just came in. They probably had to FedEx his card in so he could fill out the marriage certificate and all this jazz. So I, I don't even know the details and I normally would love to know all the details, but I don't, I mean, I just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> and, and our traditions are, you know, more formal, whether it's Roman Catholic Church or Protestants, whether the various Protestant denominations, you know, and you, you get the pastors that have gone to seminary and studied all these things, you know, to become a ordained minister and it's all official whoop-de-doo but it's kind of insightful actually to to say well what what is the difference really i mean the brother he's loves his sister and loves our son and they're it's about love it's about relationships so i'm all good with it i think it's fascinating now my wife on the other hand is not quite on board with that um disappointed so she has that and probably it's our oldest son and and I can understand. Oh, no, bud. Come on. Oh, no, I got to pick that up, bud. I know you got to go, but can you just normally, bud, you wait till we get outside the gate. And you don't you don't do it here, dude. But we're not quite outside the gate, bud. So we're almost there, bud. Hold on. So let me get this as we go. As we do on the podcast, there's a little bit of what what do you call it? You know, we got to pay our sponsors <laughs> by picking up the poop. There we go, bud. So it must be, I don't know, it must be like 50 degrees. I'm just in a sweater. It's kind of pleasant for January 13th. So we're processing 
my wife's thoughts. And it's very interesting, like how I, I guess it's, it's just comes with age. Maybe I don't, I'm not going to try to control my wife's thoughts. A lot of this stuff comes down to control. Like you should do this. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do this. And we, we, we get, we, we really, really tightly define what appropriate behavior is. And it's fascinating. You know, and it's, I, I, I didn't prepare for this experience, right? But it's actually kind of significant. It's really, I see it in so many ways. And, I, and so, so we go to the park at 4.30 in the afternoon, take pictures. They get married with uh, the brothers' uh, questionable <laughs> ordination things, but it checks the box. They're officially married. Then we go to the house, and they order pizza. And, uh, you know, this is their thing. This is what they wanted to do. Now, for me, I'm like, I guess, caught off by surprise. And normally weddings are a real big deal. You know, you, and I'm sure what's interesting is if, if some anybody who's listening to this podcast may have already known somebody that's gone through this. It's just new to me. And I just sharing my experiences less than 24 hours later, how the surprise, surprise wedding goes. And, um. So we go to the house and the pizza's not going to be there for an hour. So I'm like, well, let's go get some champagne to celebrate, you know? So my younger son and I go off and uh, head out for some champagne. So I'm a snob, so I got to have French champagne in the local grocery store only. They only refrigerated the California cheap stuff. So I had to go to a liquor store and found some real uh, French champagne. And so I figured, well, let's splurge. What the heck? This is the cheapest wedding in the history of uh, parent parenting, right? So I dropped 165 bucks on six bottles of champagne. <laughs> so that was my investment in the wedding right there, 165. So cheapest, cheapest parent c- contribution to a wedding. And, you know, I guess you could be zero. I mean, I could, I could have been a stuck stick in the mud or whatever, be like angry, be angry. Oh, what's going on? You can't get married like this. No, that wasn't my attitude at all. I didn't have a, I didn't have a second thought about it. I'm like, just let's go with it. So off to the uh, liquor store we go. We get the... Uh, um, champagne we're back and it's uh yeah interesting environment just not not a lot of people there it's not like 150 people you don't know relatives from all over it's just different it's kind of cool and um so then so the the story is the it's a one of these young people like got married when they were 19 or 20 or something and already has a child so we became instant grandparents and we, we've known the the uh, the boy he's about four years old nice kid great kid he's been over to the house so it's not like it's strangers it wasn't like this is a uh, unexpected we thought it would happen eventually we just didn't know how it was gonna happen so we became instant grandparents you know the four-year-old kid is cute her parents live in town they're nice and we're all different let's celebrate the variety of life and uh so we come back from the i get the champagne we 
they had another agenda part of the wedding, another surprise, a second surprise. So we have another child coming. So, so we became instant one and a half grandparents. So we got a baby coming. So both mothers were excited about that. So what's not to celebrate? So my son, my son, the this the next morning, this morning he's like, "Hey, Dad, are you okay? Or, or is everything fine? You seem so animated, quote unquote, you know, quote unquote, animated." I'm like, "Well, I just happy, you know, whatever. What, what can I? What, what should I be? Angry? Instead of animated, should I be angry? No. So we had I had a good exchange with him on the text, um, also knowing that." My wife isn't exactly at peace with it yet, but it's it's her thing. She's going to have to process it and get it out. So maybe I'm just too accommodating. Am I just like the most accommodating dude? But maybe it has something to do with my family too. Because one of my favorite stories, I, I do look back and think about my dad's experience with religion. So he grew up Roman Catholic, and this is in the four. He got married to a Protestant in the forties and fifties. They were starting a family, and so I, got, I maybe I'm just prepared for this kind of weird. Like that's not weird. It's, it's just it's a, it's a difference, right? So I guess you know it just it started coming to to fruition now, or coming all together. So like my dad was in violation of the 1940s, 50s Roman Catholicism rules. So he wasn't, and they call, because they call marriage a sacrament in the Roman Catholic Church, right? Marriage is a sacrament. And uh, so he was not, uh, uh, I don't know, a fully participating member of the Roman Catholic Church. So. Uh, because he didn't like sign some papers that he would raise the children um, Roman Catholic right so so because he didn't do that he wasn't wasn't uh, allowed in so the story goes that after I was born so I have two sisters and a brother they're six eight and ten years older than me so I came along and then for whatever reason, my dad felt like, okay, well, that's it. We're not having any more kids. So he goes to the priest, the local Roman Catholic Church priest, and uh, makes some deal with the priest that he will raise all future children Catholic. You know, just let me back in the Roman Catholic Church. So they fill out the paperwork. And I guess my mom had to sign something too. Like she agreed that all future kids would be raised Roman Catholic. So if I did have a younger brother or sister, they, they'd be, technically, I'm sure they would have been Roman Catholic. That would have been interesting to see how that played out. <laughs> so there's my dad, that Irish humor, always working the ankles. This is my, it's got to be DNA. Yeah? It's just how we're made. And uh, the gift of gab these Irish people have. So... Bud decided to take a shortcut path, which is perfect, because I don't want this to be a, a long walk. So this is going to be fine. And so 
I did have, I did enjoy, I had three different types of champagne. So, um, they didn't have the exact Veuve Clicquot that I kind of like. So I had to try three different French champagnes. Uh, so I got two bottles each. And, uh, let's see, what is that? Uh, and the, there's a couple regions in France, like counties almost, we'd say. There's Epernay, which is, you know, Epernay sounds so French and cool. E-P-E-R-N-A-Y. Nice French champagne region. So the French will tell you that only champagne can come from this champagne region of Epernay. But maybe that's a city, Epernay. But many champagne bottles, if you're, if you're inspired by this podcast to go out and get some French champagne, by all means, please do so. And uh, get a map out, look at Epernay. And, but my favorite city in the region is Reims. So they pronounce it Reims. Reims. Which, to an American's ear, English ear, Reims, sounds like it would be R-E, or maybe R-E-A, N-C-E, Reims, R-E-A, N-C-E, Reims. <laughs> but it's actually spelled R-E-I-M-S, which I would think would be like rhymes. Rhymes, but it's Reims, because that's just the way the French do it. So we got a bottle from Reims, and the other ones didn't say Epernay, but they're probably some kind of like French guys that figured out how to skirt the system. I don't know. And because uh, it's not Moet and Chandon, it wasn't Moet and Chandon or Veuve Clicquot, the uh, standards champagne houses. And uh, I probably we did do a little mini tour through there. Um, actually, with my son that just got married. And uh, but it was probably like a just a day trip. Probably should hang out there for like three days. It'd be more fun. Go on champagne tours. Champagne t- tasting. I mean, that, that champagne can go very expensive, right? You can. I saw a bottle for 450. I was not gonna <clears throat> drop 450 on that, but maybe I should have. <laughs> In hindsight, probably should have just gotten that one big bottle of with Clicquot. I think it was a. A liter and a half, right? So it's like most bottles are 750 milliliters. So two of those bottles would go into the the big one, the big bottle. But it's like a single bottle of Veuve Clicquot is only like 40 bucks. So why would I spend, unless it was two some liters, I should have looked at, I can't believe I didn't analyze that too much, but I think the price tag of 450 kind of deterred me. But again, still... 450 would have been the cheapest father-in-law wedding expense ever. <laughs> so there you go, people. Dang, I'm tight. So for those of you who know me, don't really know me, I'm probably really super tight-fisted on money. You know, like, it's hard to get it out of my fingers. So even when it would be good for me, Right? There's some things I should spend more money on, but I don't, just because I'm too stupid. 
Not to. Yeah, here's your podcast host admitting that he's not all genius, all brilliant person that he is. You know, he's just kind of kind of human. I'm kind of human. And uh, not just kind of human, I am human. And I'm a pretty unique like we all are. We just don't talk about our uniqueness, right? I mean, every listener, you, you're so special. You're so, you have your story, you have your history. Mine is my, mine is my story. It is what it is. And I think generally people probably, if you're listening to this podcast at this point, you probably appreciate me. I don't know if love is such a strong word, too strong a word for it. But so, you know, I appreciate the love. And I think at one time, my, the best man in my wedding, actually, I think he's, he's in Chicago. I think he might be listening to this. But So there we go. The cycle of life goes on. I got married and now my son's married. Cycle of life, people. And uh, so thoughts out of some of this is just live every moment. So I kind of consoled my son who was a bit maybe discouraged with my wife's response at this point, but it's a little early to tell. So I'm kind of saying, let's back off. It's not, it's not that bad. It's kind of like text messages too, I observed. It's like text messages, writing is only like 8% of communication, right? So it's really, my son might be running off the hand a little bit. I think I got him, he's calmed down, he's chilling now. So, but uh, yeah, I basically, today's the 13th of January, let's move on. Let's not dwell on any negativity of the 12th of an event that happened at 4.30 in the afternoon, 4.30 to 5.30 p.m., it's one hour. Move on. We got life moves on. We're not stuck in the past. So whenever you're listening to this podcast, maybe it's January 14th, 15th, 16th, maybe it's 2020 already. I don't know. This is going out into the, uh, what do they call it? The cybersphere, interwebs, whatever. I don't know where this goes. I just, I just uh, nakedly expose myself and transparency and uh, I'm not trying to control anybody so there's enough people trying to control everybody's behavior in fact I'm going to the most storied institution for controlling people's behavior which is called a church (laughs) well I will be in the audience and we do our perfunctory singing where we should be quote-unquote worshiping God which I am worshiping God right now by walking my, my dog, which goes in with like the gospel conversations I talked about yesterday, which is every, every conversation is a gospel conversation. So don't let churches and religious leaders define, uh, put things in framework. Just look at this, look, walk outside. I got sun, blue sky. This is worshiping God. It's his creation. I got a dog for a few years. He's a beautiful little dog. And maybe he's got eight, ten years left in him. I don't know. We're going to try to take care of him. He's a cute little creature. Don't know why God created dogs, but he did. So we worship God and thank him for dogs and cats and 
whatever animals you've got. And now I'm, I feel like I'm sounding like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood now. <laughs> oh, there's a concept. Re, redo, a, redo this podcast to Mr. Buddy's Neighborhood type thing. Because that's what we're doing. We're walking around. And got little birds tweeting around. And the birds, that's all natural. It's not studio audio piped in. It's the real bird, the real thing. Amazing. And so this technology that allows me to do this, I didn't ask for it. It just exists. So let's go with it. So now I'm walking through some rocks, trying to climb up here, some rocks. And uh, yeah, big news. We got about five minutes left in this podcast. And I'm not sure... I may just call it The Wedding. The Wedding, it's probably the most appropriate title for this podcast. The Wedding. A father's response to a surprise wedding 12 hours earlier. Hot off the press. We're coming to you live. A live response to The Wedding. So let's just celebrate. So I go clean myself up and go into the canned, constrained church service and see what kind of boundary marker preaching I get this morning. And I guess I'm not going to fight against this stuff. I mean, but people are so ingrained and entrenched in their methods. There's a uh, It's hard to find a creative, living leader in the church that can help direct people to um, probably what is at the heart of Jesus' experience, which, or event, or activity, or God intervention into our world. And he sent his Holy Spirit to all of us, so I don't get, I get a lot of talk of Jesus, which we get to look back on and his stories in the scriptures, but I think we twist them too much to an agenda that the leaders kind of like, keeps self-supporting their uh, agendas, which may not be God's agendas, because he's a living God, and he lives right now, January 13th, 2019. What's he up to? What's he up to? Um, I'm kind of fired up with some Twitter. I feel emboldened or something, but there's this concept that the one of the latest boundary markers in the Christian communities I've seen are that sports, like like youth sports, and having your kid participate in um, activities that might take 10 hours a week. You know, and parents spend driving their kids to different sporting events, practices, 10 hours a week. And there's 168 hours a week, folks. So 10 hours is probably a lot. But um, on the other hand, there's a lot of other time, too. And 
the boundary marker is like, that's not good. You know, parents shouldn't push their kids and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I made it home. Let's see what we're going to do, bud. Are we going to wrap up? We're going to wrap this thing up. So I'm checking to see if my wife's here. So and then decide if I have to modify my comments to uh, make sure I don't offend anyone. Because, you know, that's, that's uh, not what we want to do is be offensive, right? So walking up the stairs. Bud's up here. You're looking for mom, aren't you, bud? But she's, she went to church already. So, yeah, I think God, the Holy Spirit's going to be working on my wife today. And uh, for those that may wonder, I don't, it's kind of like I have this writing project I'm on and I don't really talk to my wife about it either. And I'm, I certainly am not going to tell her about this podcast because I don't want her to listen to it and critique. Does anyone like critiques? I mean, certainly some of you may be burning with desire to give me feedback or tell me to shut up or something. (laughs) And I just got into my chair and it's 29 minutes in. So this has been one of my shorter podcasts because Buddy wanted to take a shortcut, which is great. So I'm a bit worn out emotionally, right? I mean, how can I not be uh, emotional or impacted by the events? And I just want to let the events be positive, right? Why not? And I could have called my brother or called somebody and talk, talk, talk to them. But what am I looking for, right? You know, we have phone conversations. Am I really, do I really care what my brother says, you know? <laughs> or my or my sister. So it's like, why not just do a podcast? I'm going to I'm going to say the same things to my brother uh that I just sold, you know, shared on the podcast here, but it it's actually I'm able to go a little deeper, go a little bit below the surface in the podcast because I'm not I don't have to like let my brother speak and be polite and uh let him have a few words, you know. You know, and then then he'll he'll have his questions, interests, comments, and then all of a sudden my brain will go off on what what um, he comments on, and then I'll end up talking about that, which is okay. I mean, that's what conversation is. But this is just for me to process um, the wedding. I'm happy for them, and I think it's it's uh, instructional for our family, both like for my wife and I and for me and for them. And why not be kind and loving? Why uh, judge and say you didn't do it the way we want you to do it? That's just so, it's so typical. That's the typical response is to be angry and, you know, be so staunch. And that's probably what what's wrong with, quote unquote, the church. I've had pastors stand up there and say, well, statistically, you know, Millennials are not attending church anymore, and we got a problem because the churches are getting older and people are getting old. And, and I'm like, well, dude, well, maybe look at your message. I think millennials are smart. I mean, they probably have in their gut, what I would say is in their gut, they feel like something's not quite right. This message doesn't seem to be very consistent. You know, you talk about, I mean, they, they're like, it, 
they're probably very observant and smart. They're just saying, hey, I go to the church, and on one Sunday it's this, this is the message, and then you flip it the next Sunday. It's like bipolar church. And people don't like being around bipolar church. You know, it's... Um, that's a nice term. So it's like one week the pastor's beating you for not doing enough. And then the next, oh, look at God, how graceful and wonderful he is and how much he loves us. You know, it's like, what? What? Didn't last week weren't you just telling us how bad we were and we didn't have enough gospel conversations in our lives? You know, when's the last time you had a gospel conversation? Yeah, yeah. So you go to church, it's like going into a boxing ring maybe. You get punched in the face. <laughs> You get you get a pastor punch you in the face, giving you body blows, you know, and then the bell rings, ding, you know, go back to your corner, you know, and then you come out fighting the next Sunday. <laughs> Boxing church, ding, you know, body blows from the pastor just because they don't, they don't, they, they're, they're shadow boxing, really. There's this boxing thing's got some legs to it. I hope I remember that. But uh, it's like shadow boxing. It's like, well, they, they prepare for a boxing match, you know, and they're in the shadow. But they don't, it's, you got to connect with people. This is what the beautiful thing about God and the Holy Spirit is, is it's not taught. It's like individual, wherever you are listening to this. God cares about all the details. And where do I get, I, I read, read stuff. I like John Ortberg. God is closer than you think. Great book, 12 Foundational Truths of your life with God, life with God. And that's not being taught. That's all that needs to happen is teach people how to live with God. Be kind, be loving. Let's not judge on weird stuff, you know? So, bipolar church, boxing match, and the sermon. Yeah, there's some good images there. <laughs> Rob Bell, if you're listening, you can you can use those in your your weekly Robcast. You should have me in the back house, man. I'll come over and do a back house back house uh, conversation. So we'll just riff, as you say. We're just gonna riff, and that's listen to all my episodes. That's all I do when I walk the dog. Is it's just one riff after another. The king of riffs, but the purpose would be to edify right so you all go out be the best you you can be another great Ortberg book the me I want to be so go be the best you you can be and love your peeps love all the peeps in your lives because they're your peeps and God's asking you to love your peeps and we should love our peeps before we go to Indonesia to love peeps we don't know about <laughs> <laughs> the expense and the lengths we go to to love peeps we don't know 6,000 miles away and don't even love the peeps that are 600 feet away from us. So, yeah, that's one of my diatribes. So, have a great day. Grace, I'm going to steal from Robcast because I like it. Grace and peace, everybody. All right? Well, I gotta get my phone going again. So there we go. Grace and peace, everybody.